0: The Waddle & Sylvie Podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com.
1: Live from the old National Bank State Street Studio, across from the historic Chicago Theater, you are listening to Waddle & Sylvie on the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. This is WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station.
2: about the Bears as usual today, about um, what Ryan Poles may do in the offseason with a head coaching position. Uh, the quarterback uh, decision over the next six games will be very interesting, but I would assume the he's already starting to research the coaches. Oh, yes. I mean, you've got to have a file on everything. And then uh, we played
3: Albert Breer from earlier today. And when they're making decisions, and you know Kevin Warren's going to be a big part of this. From what I've heard, he wants to be more involved in the football side. It's going to be like, where does this look like it's going?
2: That's Cap and Jay Hood this morning. That was very interesting. The Kevin Warren after sort of like a lot of people have wanted to know what's he been doing and, and what's he thinking. Yeah, and and he's been observing and watching. And taking notes. And then maybe uh, we're going to find out a whole bunch of stuff at the end of the season. And and, and, and if what he's hearing is true, that after observing and learning uh, that he wants to be more a part of football, that could be more of a message that maybe bigger changes could be coming. Yeah, I,
0: I mean, somebody asked me the other day, are you surprised that we really haven't heard anything from Kevin Warren? And, and my response was No. Not really. I think that, you know, the fact that he was hired or named or was introduced in April, I thought that that this season and this year was about observation from him to get the lay of the land on so many different fronts. And I think that he will be very assertive going forward after this season concludes. That's how I read it. Because a lot of the football stuff that was already in motion when he was introduced. Sure. So I think that the last, what has it been? It's been seven months, has been about him. You know, we heard the information about how he, you know, interviewed everybody, met everyone up at Hallis Hall. And I think he's taken notes, copious and voluminous notes about everything that's going on
2: inside that building and outside this building attached to the Chicago Bears. If you want to talk about it with us, 312-332-3776. But right now, it's Wilbon time.
3: Uh Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. Huh? Anybody? Guess what today is. It's Wilbon Day. woo woo woo. (laughs) Chicago native, Michael Wilbon. Host of Pardon the Interruption with Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN Chicago.
0: Michael's brought to you by our great friends at HawkAuto.com, Ford, Chevy, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, Subaru, Cadillac, Mazda, and VW. All in one place, HawkAuto.com, where Chicagoland saves big. Michael,
2: let me play this for you. This was Albert Breer on with and J-Hood this morning. I just played it for our fans um, okay. and, and, and this is about Kevin Warren. I know you know him a bit, but you don't really dive deep into football decision-making. But tell me no. if this surprises you, what Albert Breer from SI had to say today on the radio station.
3: And when they're making decisions, and you know Kevin Warren's going to be a big part of this, from what I've heard, he wants to be more involved in the football side. It's going to be like, where does this look like it's going?
2: More a part of the football side. Does that surprise you? No. No, it doesn't.
3: No, I've heard the same thing. Mike, if well, you, So why doesn't it surprise you?
4: Because I've heard the same
3: thing. I've heard the same thing. I, I'm not saying I, I'm, I am not as sourced as he is. Because you're right. I don't I don't follow the, the football decision-making like I used to when I was covering the league years ago. I don't do that. But I've heard that. What does that mean? And just what it says. I don't, just, just don't need to look seven layers deep into it. He wants to be involved with decision making that means he would be involved if this is true uh if what we've heard is true he would be involved with um you know gm coach and 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 those kinds of things hiring retaining and figuring out what those people will do i made the statement
0: earlier mike i think we've all felt the same way that I, i can't imagine that he ever believed when he was introduced in april that from his seat or his office, things would have gone in this direction on so many different fronts. You had a couple assistant coaches that were relieved of their duties for non-football-related right. stuff. You've watched the football you know, part of the building do certain things that don't really sit well. If you're Kevin Warren and you, you've you witnessed or watched what has transpired, how are you feeling about
3: things? You want to be involved. You want to say, no, I'm, I'm here. I've got this title, I've got this responsibility, I've got this obligation, then if I'm going to do have these obligations, then let me be involved and get this thing fixed. Let me get this in the right direction. That's what, to me, anybody who's had success like Kevin Warren has had at two different incredibly large demanding institutions, the NFL team, the Minnesota Vikings and the Big Ten Conference, then that's what he wants. and He believes that he's the person who's equipped to get this thing going in the right direction. And I I understand that and certainly hope he is. Do you believe
0: that how he goes forward has been shaped by some of the stuff that he has seen? Like if things were pointed in the right direction and you hadn't had some of the stuff that, is, that has happened happen, that he'd be more hands off
3: I don't know about more hands off, but you you, you don't you don't have to make the you don't have to you don't have to come up with remedies. right? If everybody's not sick as a dog, sure. I mean, you know, you do as necessary in the place that you are, in the time that you are, in the context that you are. So, so you know, yes, if you when you look up and you see that you got as many things going in the wrong direction as the Bears have had in terms of on field stuff, not the business, the on field stuff, then yeah, you want to get involved. To me, this is pretty simple. I'm, I'm not. There's nothing. There's no cloak and dagger. Right. This, this is what it is. I'm in charge of this. So let me be in charge. How pissed were you on Sunday? You know, Sylvie, I was torn. I was conflicted. Right. I mean, I'm okay with keeping that draft, holding on to as high a position in the draft as we can. I want to see Fields play well, and I thought he played well. I want to see. I want to see Justin Fields play well. I want this to happen with Justin Fields. I'm not. I'm not, you know, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not trying to hide my feelings about what I want to happen. I want Fields to play well, the Bears to keep him, them to be able to draft a, a, an offensive lineman and Marvin Harrison Jr. That's my, that's my little wish list, Christmas wish list. Um, so I wasn't. And, and by the way, I, I texted Tony Cornizer when we were up twelve with whatever minutes to play Four. and we ran into the line three times and I said that's it this game's over lions win in regulation because we're not they're just not adequately coached you you have to go for it i think somebody on this team of three right now said that very eloquently in the text thank you tom waddle what did i, I don't even remember what i said oh yeah you you said it very very well Which is you, you go, you go boldly for this in the position that you're in right Right. now as a team. You, you're, you're 100% right. And you, you get to feel this in a way that Sylvia and I don't because you played it. And I, 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 I couldn't feel it like you felt it, but I could tell you felt it. when you. Well, it's that. like, you know, there are certain things you, you I think in every sport, you, you
0: make decisions based on how a game is unfolding. And when you also factor in your three and seven, and in this game, yep. you've dominated the pace of the game and the flow of the game. Yep. I, I think that at that point, you err on the side of, of aggression versus if you are scuffling and things aren't going your way and guys are doing this wrong, then maybe you have a different approach. But I thought Sunday in that building against that team, like, pedal to the metal, full, full speed ahead yes. at
3: all times. Yes. So how do you run three times into a line? As a matter of fact, you've run Justin Fields enough where, I'm sorry, some basic idiot like me thinks, I'm sorry, what a, a boot and a, scr- a quick screen doesn't doesn't some misdirection doesn't help you on first or second down? Keep the clock going, keep possession, get first down. What are you doing? What what is it you're doing? You're going nineteen twenty seven Michigan versus Ohio State, three yards in a cloud of dust. What, what what are you thinking? But in that they just fun- seem.
0: In that final drive though, Mike, they did run the ball up the middle with their running back. Then they ran the read option with your quarterback who made the right decision, leaving the ball in the belly of the running back. And then you called a shot where both DJ Moore is open on the crosser
3: and Tyler Scott is open. He was open. And, And he was open.
0: And Justin makes a good read and a fantastic throw and Tyler Scott stops running and doesn't run through the ball.
3: Yeah, he did. You know what? Yes. But, Tommy, didn't you think that before that, the time to be bold is when you don't have as much at stake. On first and second down in, in, in those two earlier series, you can, you, can, you can continue to, as you said accurately, dominate the game. Not just play keep away, but dominate the game. You've got Detroit back on its heels. They don't feel so good yet like they felt after the touchdown and the two-point conversion. But anyway, I, without going back into the weeds to play my play, I just remember thinking to myself, they're just not adequately coached. Come on. And so I, I want something else, and I hope Kevin Warren wants something else. Yeah,
0: I agree. I mean, listen, there's so many different directions to go here, and, I, and I'm with you. I wish they'd have been more aggressive. I wish they'd gone for it on fourth and one for the one field goal yes. that they kicked. But at the end of the day as well, your defense, we could talk about the, the scheme guy got to make tackles. Jalen Johnson's yeah. got to make plays. Like, player execution becomes such a problem with this team as well, and it's just so hard to watch at times.
3: But And I get that, but player execution is still, in part, the coach's responsibility. Coaches in every sport do get fired because players don't do what they're supposed to do. Of course. And And the point becomes, well, is there a coach out there that can get these guys to make those plays when you need to? And so, you know, it's interesting because I'm watching that in Northwestern right now. We elevated an interim coach who could get people to make plays to the tune of six wins a game when they wouldn't make them for fifth. They wouldn't make them for the winningest coach of all time. But they w- but, but the, the interim, who is now not the interim, he became not the interim through battlefield promotion because he could get the same kids to do what they wouldn't do in a 1-11 season last
2: hmm. year. It's shocking what, exactly. yeah, what happened there.
3: That's a shocking story. You know?
2: Yeah. We haven't really story, talked about that story no. at all. I don't know. But bro- what they've done up there With this Braun, year? Yeah. Like, Braun, I was telling the story, well on that, and you know more than me, Braun, from what I heard, had never coached on the FBS level before. Never. Uh, and, and and he was going to be a defensive coordinator in his first coaching yeah. experience and instead of being a DC now all of a sudden he's the head coach of a Big 10 team coaching for the first time on the FBS level
3: it, and he's taken in taking
2: the greatest over- crisis right. the school has ever had right right and now he's now he's bowl eligible
3: it's it's a, it's an unbelievable story um i wish him nothing but the best i've gotten to know him In these few months, I've gone to, you know, a few practices and I've been around a little bit, a little bit. And I, I, it's just, I'm so impressed with who he is and how he handles himself. And the fact that these kids are ready to run through a wall for him when those same kids were considering transferring in August. So, I look, I got kids I mentor on that team and and they're like, dude, we're not trying to transfer anywhere. We love this guy. Wow. And that was not the case in July and August. And when you see that happen, you have to pay attention. But there is a difference at whatever level between, yes, there, there is player execution. Yes, there is. But there are coaches who can get players to execute at a greater level or to a greater degree than other coaches. It's a great story. And we, I, you know, that's, there's secret sauce for each one of them, and different, and sometimes it seems whimsical or capricious, and it's not. Um, so I, I want the Bears to find that and – I, I I certainly
2: think in Northwestern we have. Uh, so and, and, and on that front with the Bears, I, I know what you felt about Harbaugh um, uh, as soon as it broke. But with more details right. coming out, the one thing that Breer said again today, and he's an Ohio State guy, keep that in mind, right. so he's biased. But he says, mm-hmm. to, to Harbaugh's credit, every kid that he talks to loves Harbaugh. Every person who ever played for him at Stanford, every player that played for him with the 49ers, that they loved him. They
3: love him. They love him.
2: Would you be be, uh, an advocate of hiring Jim Harbaugh still for the Bears?
3: I'd I'd pay for the plane to go get him. (laughs) Even with a scandal? I don't care about that. It's not even a scandal to me. He he, he, he broke a rule, yes. He broke – he, they – Somebody in Michigan broke the rule. I don't give a damn about that rule. We're not talking about some violation of uh, humanitarianism. We're talking about stealing signals. I was proud to be the kid who wanted to do that best of all in Little (laughs) League. West Chatham Park, baby. I can steal some signals. don't, Don't tell me that this is somehow going to really... He's 44 19 and 1. It is the NFL head coach. He is the person who said to a certain quarterback, I think that well, he wasn't wearing 16. He couldn't have been wearing that. Whatever Colin Kaepernick was wearing, yeah, you. I want you. We're going to replace Alex Smith, right? Yes. yes. Is that right, Tommy? Yes. He actually, I, I think, kind of
0: remolded Alex Smith to to be a and, much better player. And then they moved on from yeah. Alex
3: to Cap. Yes. I mean, so Jim Harbaugh is the quarterback whisperer. I would be calling Jim Harbaugh if I was the president of the franchise, which God knows everybody's going to be glad I'm not. And I would say, Jim, we want you to come here. There's a really talented quarterback from a school you know and hate. Do you like this kid? Do you like Justin Fields? Do you like um, uh, Caleb Williams better? Do you like Bo Nix? Who do you like? Who do you love? Do you love the kid that's already here? Can you imagine him throwing to Marvin Harrison? Can you imagine him being blocked for by the kid from Penn State? You know all these kids. Right. They're in your conference. You've competed against them. You've studied film of them. Who do you want, M- Mike? Do you have? That's a, what I would be doing.
0: Do you have a good feel for how you believe the powers that be up at Hallis Hall feel about Jim?
3: Not no. Um. I know that there's um, sort of mutual love there for whatever that means, but you know, look, look. Let's face hmm. it, and Tommy, and you know this better than I do. You know, no, I think that when I say love, I mean affection for somebody having been a a, a favorite son.
0: Yes, I it's think that ownership, I think there was a, a great relationship with ownership with Jim. Right. But now yeah. there is an element of Big Ten relationship with Kevin Moore. Yeah,
3: Ward. and I don't know, I don't know how that plays out. I don't. I don't have any sense of that. Right. But. But, and look, you know it's going to end crazy with Jim. Yes. It's going to be five years, and everybody's going to get tired of it. Yes. Okay, fine. As long as it's five let's years go, of winning. Let's go the equivalent of 44-19-1. Let's see if he can do that and to a Super Bowl
0: like he did. Exactly. Three, three straight trips to the NFC yeah, title. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like, send right. for that. Yeah.
3: Come on now. Yeah. I'd, I'd send a plane. I'll pay for it. Yeah, we've had a card number. Because we get
2: five years of crazy, but it's usually crazy bad. Yeah. So if you get me five years of crazy but it's crazy Uh, good, sign me up. Can you imagine the vibe
0: Can you imagine the vibe uh, that would be created in this town if Jim came in and brought you know brought brought that energy? And there was a team that rallied around what he was trying to do.
3: Yes, and he doesn't have to watch every word he he says. Like he'd have to watch, you know. Jim's got to go out of college football. This has got to be over. So the question is: Does he? Does he look at Justin Herbert and say I'd rather coach him? Um, Does he look at some other situation? I think I'd rather go into that. Or does he like going into the newly redone house hall where he used to go? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know those answers. I I do know. And I I don't, like, I'm not somebody that Jim Harbaugh confides. I don't have that kind of relationship with him. But uh, but, but back in the day when I was going, I was at the game where he decided that he was going to have Kaepernick. And I just happened to be standing with him, and we chatted for a minute. I don't even know if. Harbaugh even knows my name at this point. But at that point, we talked about, the whole, you know, and he benched Alex and he, Alex Smith and he went to Kaepernick and you could see it really bothered him to bench Alex Smith. It bothered him. Like it, it, it stuck with him. He knew he had something to do here. He's got, he's juggling football. Um, I, Jim's got does he have sons does he have boys?
0: Uh, yes, he's yeah, he's got a number of kids. Yeah. but yes, he's got so, boys
3: so so he's got he's a father. all this stuff was with him, I thought in that moment as he was gonna go to the Kaepernick, which was clearly the right thing. And I, I just you know he's just he's got it but he doesn't have to de- he doesn't need to deal with college football anymore for what? Yeah. For what? Especially if he wins
2: this year. Especially. Uh, let me ask you, uh, before we let you go, what did you make of Zach Levine brushing off PR on Saturday
3: night? After a win, Nothing. you didn't? Nothing. It doesn't, it, I don't care about little stuff. I don't care about symbolic stuff. I'm not a read the tea leaves guy. Zach Levine is, can be no better than the third-best player on a team that matters third can't be second can't be second not good enough he can be third so so the the Bulls don't have that roster so Zach Levine needs to go and he needs to fetch whatever you can fetch for him and then you let DeMar DeRozan you trade him because his contract gonna run out and somebody can use DeMar because he's an asset Zach's an asset maybe the greatest asset But he ain't going to be important where he's the best player. He can't even be your second best player on a team to be taken seriously at this point. So I don't care about what he does with PR. I don't care about that. That's optics. I don't give a damn. Zach Levine's not good enough to be fretting over. He's not good enough to be worrying over. He's not good enough to be asking about what happened in a dust-up with the PR person. Who gives a damn? Zach Levine's not good enough as a player. That's what matters. Does it it worry
2: you, though, that... Or is his value the value? Because does it worry you that a team who's going to try and acquire him is a winning team, and he and they're acquiring him to try and put them over the top? And he has never been a winner. He and he's yeah. walking. He's yeah. Michael. He's walking off the court as the Bulls yeah. won. And even if he's brushing off uh, the PR person, he doesn't want to even be with
3: his teammates during the win. Zach Levine. That puts him in like company with like a hundred other guys in that league. (laughs) Okay. Okay. All right. Is that anywhere near Kyrie Irving? No, it isn't. I mean, is, is that anywhere near James Harden who people spend like enormous bags of assets to get after their third and fourth episode of being toxic? Zach Levine's not toxic. He's not. Is he annoying? Yeah. Does he, you know, infuriate you in that you think that the physical talent suggests he should be better. Yeah, maybe, but those teams. So, so my question, yes, I hear you like is, 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 is a Pat Riley, Eric bolster team going to say, we can do this with Zach. I I tell you what, Zach means the fourth best player on your team. What do you think? I mean, cause that's what he'd be in Miami. He's behind Jimmy and Bam and probably Tyler Hero is a two-way player. So if he, what if he goes to, I mean, pick the other team, the Lakers? He's your third best player behind, maybe your fourth best player. Can the Bulls get Austin Reeves and picks? I don't know. But, but I think that somebody will take a run at Zach Levine, who is a talented asset. Yep. All
2: right, Michael, great stuff. We Thanks, appreciate Mike. you.
3: Uh, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, and uh, what are we rooting for? What are we rooting for against? The, I mean, are we rooting for draft picks? I just want to see Fields have like at least a B plus to A minus game plus every week, and then I don't care. I, I don't. I'm put in a position which is rare for me. I, I wasn't ready to die after the Lions game. I don't know how I'm going to feel about this Vikings game. I think I think we're rooting for all the young players
2: to play well, and if yes. that leads to a win, then then yes, good. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, okay. we're not rooting that, that against them.
3: That sounds reasonable. Yes, yes. definitely yeah, not rooting against wrong. them. Okay, I like that approach. I'm going to adopt that from you guys.
2: Yeah. All right, Michael. Thanks, Mike. Happy Thanksgiving. All right, eat turkey. Yeah, yep. <laughs> eat turkey. <laughs> there's Michael Wilbon. Uh, all right, Meller's waiver wire coming up. If you want to react, three one two three three two three seven seven six. And I believe we have a brand new holiday parody song. And people, like, there's a new graphic for the Holiday Parody Song Contest. They tweeted out. People seem to like it. Okay. So uh, get cracking on the entries, ESPNParody.com. I'll tell you about the party that we are planning to have you there. It's all coming up next. Follow Chicago's
1: Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN1000Chicago. Waddle and Sylvie are back on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Good protection aired out,
3: Valdez-Scanling dropped it! Well Marquez Valdez-Scanling who can just flat out fly, he lines up in the slot, he gets matched up one-on-one on on Bradley Roby, and just again, another drop. That was crazy,
2: Uh, what a throw! What a throw right there. I was thinking about Tyler Scott, too. I thought that throw was brilliant. I thought the one he threw on fourth and 25 was even
0: better. The one at the end of the game? Yes. Laser. Yes. I thought that one was even more impressive. By the way, that game was the most watched Monday night football game since
2: 1996 with uh, 29 million viewers. That's what ESPN PR sent out. Pretty incredible. Yeah. And now, like, the country gets Bears and Vikings. That that's the follow-up. Like you get Eagles and and Chiefs, and then the next week they get the Bears and the Vikings. Go Bears! Go Bears! Go
0: Bears! My favorite thing with the primetime games is when the Bears are the next week, and you hear the announcers when they're previewing the next oh, game, and it's just and their the, excitement, the, dips. the, the and despair next in their voice. Oh, you hear it. You, you hear Troy Aikman and in we've the background.
2: Got, oh. Bucks like the Bears coming off just a depressing loss. Forgot the de- the the adjective he-, he used, but he talked about he? how they totally blew it. Ugh. Let's devastating! See the Bears maybe.
0: rebound in Minnesota against the Vikings team that they lost maybe. this week as well. Just a devastating loss. The Bears are coming off of. Is SVP
5: going to uh, come out to uh, to that game, or is going to stay back in studio?
2: It's a good question. Boy, not sure. Pat Boyle had one of the best references in our text group that I couldn't stop laughing at. He dropped a Willie Loman in our in our group chat, in our text group about SVP. He said that SVP looked like Willie Loman
5: way it was bundled up. Willie Loman.
2: He, he's from Death of a Salesman. Oh, Isn't yeah, yeah, he? Isn't yes. he the character yes. in Death of a Salesman? PB <laughs> went all literature on like, us. That's well, like, old school oh, right yeah. there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> to kill a mockingbird <laughs> reference next Monday night,
2: right, PB? I'm like, what? PB, that is awesome. Death of a Salesman. But but young a Gre- Shakespeare. I think young we-
5: Gregory Peck out there. Yeah. Breaking
2: down Atticus Vikings Finch. and Bears.
0: I think we... just like Atticus Finch, right? Is that <laughs> the right
2: reference? Yes, yes. I think we did "Death of a Salesman" in Junior High at Old Orchard Junior. The high. play. I think that's how I, I remember it so well. I forget what it was. I forget totally forget, but I remember we did it. I may have been.
5: I'm, su- I'm surprised you remember. You had time to memorize your lines in between the uh, standings. The uh, yeah, I mean the getting ready. 84
0: <laughs> Cubs standings. That's right, <laughs> breaking down Cubs baseball. Who should be the uh, their outfield?
2: Of course. What a time multitasker. Yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, what, what do we? Got? We'll do this, and then uh, I want to take some calls. We got to de- You want to debut the song first, and then we'll get to the waiver wire. It's up to you. Yeah, let's do it. Let's uh, again ESPNParody.com. The party, put this on your uh, calendar, in your phone. It's the Waddle and Sylvie holiday party, December 15th. Always a great party. What day is December 15th? That's got to be a Friday. It's a Friday, yeah. Oh, good. When was the last time we did this not on a Friday? Oh, have we always done this on a Friday? I don't I remember. we are going to do it
5: on a Saturday this year. We went with Friday, <laughs> huh?
2: Hey, Friday, December fifteenth. I didn't know if it was like a Wednesday or something like that. I don't think we've ever done this okay, on a Wednesday. Okay, that's good. Yeah. it's it's a Friday. It didn't be
0: wrong? But I always thought it was
2: Friday. Friday
0: evening, December fifteenth, two to six. Yeah, I always miss something really important with my high school friends back in Cincinnati. Same this week. Same day. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Every year.
2: Why did? What do you? What are you missing?
0: Uh, my whole high school crew gets back together every Friday or every. December on this particular Friday.
2: Well, This is how I know it. Well, we're at Bub City in Rosemont. You could walk across the street and yeah. hop on a, one of those planes yeah. and go to Cincinnati. Yeah, like, it's a quick one-hour flight. I'm
0: not sure that the luncheon that takes place at noon on Friday uh, won't be over by the time I get there we'll at get midnight. there in
2: time for drinking time. Okay. Uh, December 15th, Bub City in Rosemont. We're going to crown a champion that day. But most of all, it's our holiday party. We'll have great prizes and a lot of fun. A lot of cheer. You can enter your uh, holiday parody songs, ESPNParody.com. The grand prize this year is a year's worth of groceries from Jewel Osco. What a prize worth several thousand dollars. And also an American Sale gift card. It's all presented by Elijah Craig Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. And brought to you by our great friends and partners at Jewel Osco American Sale who they've been along for the Holiday Parody Song Contest for several years now. 19 Crimes Wine is back for their second party. And uh, Country Thunder, always a great part of the fun. So that's awesome, too. Maybe they'll provide some passes. Nice. So that's, it's a it's great list, and uh, we hope you can be a part of the contest. Submit your songs, ESPNParody.com. We played one today for Carmen and Yurko, one that we like. This is one that you what you you're, you like, but you don't love, Tyler. Uh,
0: it's all right. It's the so the the poop transplant has. We've gotten a number of entries on it, but nothing's been good. This we is like the to call best fecal
2: transplant. Is that, this is, is, is that a pun when you say a number of entries?
5: Listen to Stink Schlerth over <laughs> here, a little stink aki.
2: Um, but anyway, it, emphasis it's, on the stink. It is the best of a bad batch. Let's call it. Okay. So this one's courtesy of William. This This is the tallest short person. Explain what a fecal transplant is and how that happened, Waddle. No. No, you just want the song to be played? Okay. (laughs) Maybe the song will explain
5: it. This is from William Danko to the tune of Frosty the Snowman
3: Transplant the Poopy. On Waddle's world he said Man had Crohn's disease he tried to cure He got menopause instead This is not real Dr. Sylvie said It's supposed to come out You can't put it back in his diagnosis read But Tyler had the facts that day From Business Insider And Johns Hopkins chimed in To say fecal transplants are a cure So transplant the poopy Use the poop knife cut that Swirl another waddle's world story that's great. Now, excuse me while I hurl poopity poop, poop, poopity poop, poop. It's a poop transplant. Poopity poop, poop, poopity poop, poop. I think I'll hurl again. They don't all have to
2: be great production no, of value no to be
0: funny. I, I listen. He uh, it's, he provided some
2: humor at the very end, yeah. Slow start, and yeah. then it, I thought it picked up steam because it told the tale
0: picked up steam, right? Yeah. (laughs) That's what it did. Was that a play on words, or was that just just by hat? It's probably
5: probably number two of all the ones we've come in. Very good, Mallard. That was
2: well described, too, Tyler. It was the best of a bad lot. All we can say is that this year's contest is wide wide open. open. (laughs) Wide open. We say it every year. Wide open. Wide open open for a great prize, too. So get your entries in. ESPNparody.com. This is usually the time the holiday weekend, people start getting drunk, putting together their songs. And then the next thing you know, next week, we start getting a great. It starts to heat up. Yes. Starts to steam. The steam starts to kind of. Become this, apparent. The steamers come in. Yeah. All right, what, what do you got, Meller, for your yes. waiver well, wire?
0: Yeah, segue to Jeff.
5: Jeff, what All do you right, now to a more classy operation, the Fantasy Football Waiver <laughs> Wire, presented by the fine folks over at Telemordew. Telemordew,
0: Telemordew, Telemordew.
5: Thank you, Tom. You're All welcome. right, so if you are in need of a running back, and who isn't these days, because that is what Fantasy Football is always looking for, the next great running back. I don't know if he's going to be great, This week in particular, but Zach Charbonnet, Mm -hmm. he is the lead dog for the Seahawks with Kenneth Walker suffering an oblique injury, which sent him to the pine. He did not return. Now, Pete Carroll has said he's not going to go on injured reserve, he being Kenneth Walker. But I wouldn't be surprised if he misses at least two weeks, maybe three. Zach Charbonnet had 15 carries, 47 yards, six catches. So in PPR, that's helpful He's available in 68% of leagues. Almost Almost nice. nice. You got it, Waddle. Uh, Giannis is not impressed, but nevertheless, 68% of folks out there can go ahead and see if he's available. A.J. Dillon, he's available in 40% of leagues. And with Aaron Jones suffering that knee injury that's going to keep him on the shelf for a little bit, he's going to see increased
2: workload in Green Bay. By the way, did you see an improved Jordan Love the last couple of weeks? Have you been watching? It's, like, perfect because... Mediocrity is what you want the Packers to be. You don't want them to suck too good. You want them to be teased to think they have something because they don't. Um, But just win enough to keep them stuck in the middle. Gotcha. Trust me on this one. I'm trusting you. I'm with you. One more.
5: one more running back uh, I mentioned him last week I'll mention him again cuz he's still available in 50% of leagues Ty Chandler had 15 touch, touches 110 yards um you know we'll see him on Monday night football but I do think he's the more dynamic runner than Alexander Madison you so You
2: gave him out last week too didn't I, you I
5: did but he's still out there in 50% yeah. of leagues and he was productive again this week so he's probably uh I st- actually prefer him over I think A.J. Dillon, if you had to make me choose between those three running backs. A couple wide receivers for the folks out there. Demario Douglas in New England. He's the number one pass catcher. The Pats were on bye last week, so he could be available for you. And then Odell Beckham and Isaiah Likely at tight end. With Mark Andrews going down probably for the he season
0: today, didn't he? He
5: did They're hoping he can return for the playoffs. That doesn't help you in fantasy. But I think both Beckham and Isaiah likely are going, well, I know likely we'll see uh, increased snaps because he's the next tight end up. and he's fairly athletic and has had uh, a lot of hype surrounding him in the fantasy community so now that he'll have a chance to be the starter there he could be a, a like for like replacement if you need a tight end if you had Andrews and then I think Odell Beckham might be the biggest beneficiary of the Andrews injury he made some big plays last week went over 100 yards and I think Zay Flowers Beckham Lamar has no choice but to use them more down the stretch here. So there's a couple wide receivers for you.
2: All right. So hopefully that helps. Uh, there you go. There's your waiver wire. Tell them more, Do tell them more, Irish. Tell them more, Do whiskey. Tell them more. Tell them more, Tell them more, Do. All right. 312-332-3776. If you want to talk to us, we'll take uh, your calls to wrap things up. And then we've got Bears Weekly with Joniak and Thayer coming up at 6.
1: Listen to us now live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Listen now on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie. ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports.
2: 312-332-3776. 2, 3, 3, 2, 3, 7, 7, we'll finish off with a couple calls. I want to play you this, though, first. Played you this uh, before the show, Waddle. Deion Sanders, I don't know if this was today or yesterday at the press conference. Um, obviously, they're not as big in the college football spotlight anymore. No, they have, they've kind of cooled off. But he still must watch, and he's still super entertaining. Uh, he was talking about uh, his Mount Rushmore of something. So Mount Rushmore came up. Listen to this.
3: As you said, you didn't live up to your expectations. Yeah, yeah. My expectations are out of the darn park. You gotta understand, man. I mean, come on, man. Yeah. What's the What's those little foreheads that's in California? What do they call those? The people faces engraved.
6: Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah come South on, Canada. man.
3: South I set up there. It's in where? South, South Dakota. I thought it was in L.A. all this time. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, my geography. That's the Hollywood thing? That's what I thought. I'm sorry. Thank you for educating me.
2: Jesus, South Dakota. (laughs) Do you think he was was playing along, or do you think uh, he really found out that the, it sounds like, uh, I didn't Mount see the video,
0: Rushmore. it sounds like he found that that was a revelation.
2: Like he thought that Mount Rushmore this whole time was, in was in where Angeles. the Hollywood sign was. Yeah. Listen,
0: yeah. He, he didn't realize there
5: were four presidents. He said the four people's heads. Yeah. I don't <laughs> think it's a, it's a far stretch. I don't stretch. Think
2: he was playing. He thought it was Michael Jordan, Muhammad Ali, <laughs> <you know. laughs> the greatest sports figures. He thought Mount Rushmore right. was Mount always Rushmore. sports figures, yeah. yeah
5: listen to too much sports talk radio in his days like
2: <laughs> it's great that is funny he's he's but he lasted himself and that's awesome absolutely yeah. I still think he's been wonderful for college football I do oh he's fantastic yeah. uh, Ma, uh is Mark still there uh Tyler I was just gonna go to him is he still ready to go mark in South Bend what's on your mind
4: hey uh waddle great show today outstanding show the gentleman Nick earlier. Pointed out some good bullet points about uh, uh, Mr. Ryan uh, Paul's uh, mistakes, but I think he's at least going to be around another two years, even though we got, there's a president of operations. But I think what my, 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 uh, Mr. Paul's might do is be hesitant on the trigger at the end of the season. He, like I called you last week and said, Bears might finish three and three, four and three. Uh, then uh, Justin stock could go up in that, and they might playing on to Justin. And uh, I think he might be intimidated about not uh, firing the two coaches, even though they lost two games, absolutely. And that's worth firing a, a coach and a staff alone. But I think he might be a little uh, gun-shy on the trigger, uh, Mr. Uh, uh, Mister Ryan Poles, and that's what I'm worried about going into next year. Uh,
0: listen, Mark, it's, it's a conversation we've had pretty much every day for the last several weeks I personally find it really hard to believe that if things remain even remotely close to the way they are now, that there won't be massive change. I think massive change is on the horizon.
2: Yes. I don't need Barring it to be disrupt- some sort of miracle. And I don't need it to be disruptive now. I just need them yeah. to, to, to be, the coaching staff needs to clean out their offices the day the season ends. Uh, Elijah in L.A., you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Elijah?
6: Hey guys, um, so I just wanted to talk specifically, and I'm sorry, I, haven't, I just got off work, I haven't been able to tune in uh, to the show yet, but I just I want to talk specifically, and I'm sorry if you've already talked about this, but about towards the end of the game, right before the, the, the deep shot to uh, Tyler Scott, the Bears on first down run this inside zone to Khalil Herbert, and then they ran the exact same play on second down. No, nope. you know, not even. It, nope. or, they it, ran, they no, they ran a, a, a read option. Right? They ran read option. Oh, with it the was a read option. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, it, it's still just the idea of I don't know running from shotgun right up the middle. It felt almost. It felt almost like they were trying. Like there, there are certain kinds of play calling that communicate things. Like when uh, when Matt Nagy popped on fourth and. Did, yep.
2: yep. Elijah. or when
6: Joe Judge is a yes
2: all uh, right you were breaking up
6: oh sorry no i'm just saying like when uh when Matt Nagy uh you know like they're, they're, i feel like there are certain things that are communicated by play calling like when Matt Nagy uh, decides to punt on fourth and inches against green bay or when Joe Judge for the giants is doing a quarterback sneak on third and 10 from their own end zone it, it's like they're saying we don't belong here like we're, we're not you know we're not good enough to be here and that's kind of what i felt you know, just from the Bears late in that game, just with the conservative play calling from Getze. And, you know, at a certain point, I kind of want to see Justin Field just completely disregard it, but you can't expect that from a quarterback, right? Like, you can't expect a quarterback to just, you know, take matters into his own hands and be like, no, I'm not going to run the play that was called. Um, I don't know, like... Y'all are the experts. You have any thoughts on that? Yeah. Well, Elijah,
0: Thanks, Elijah, I think like, they had had a pretty good day running the read option. In fact, I think Justin carried nine times for
2: 55 yards on read option plays, which was the second play they ran. Um, I, w- I would just say that they dialed up the winning play on third down, that D.J. Moore was open where Justin could have gone, yes. and he went to, to an open Tyler Scott, who should have caught the ball. Yes. They dialed up the game-winning play call, and it wasn't executed. The player failed to execute. So, like to me, that wasn't a play-calling no, issue. I'm they dialed you. up the right play. And yeah, again, well, that right there is player on second,
0: execution. On second down, they ran a play that they had gained 55 yards on five different or nine different times when Justin had carried that football.
2: And four pilot. Like, if you want to go after the coach, go after the coach when when need be. But I don't think that that's an area where they dialed up the clinching play. Guys didn't execute. Yeah. Yeah. Or one guy did. Uh the Crosstalk with our listeners brought to you by Steinhoffels today because we didn't have Black and Abdallah to do it with. We think Steinhoffels, go visit them in the Black Friday specials right now. Steinhoffels.com as well. Bears Weekly with Joni and Thayer coming up next. Black will be in solo from 7 until 8. Thank you to Tyler and Meller for Waddle. I'm Sylvie. It's ESPN 1000. Have yourself a great Tuesday night. Thanks.